Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We are so blessed that you're joining us. You know, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know I am an absolute believer that Christians need to be like the Apostle Paul, work in order to take care of yourself, promote the gospel message across the world. That could be donating to those who go or saving up so you can go. But the culture of the last century turned from working to take care of your needs and then sharing to one of basically indentured servitude, right? You are basically a slave to the world system. Oh, Brother Bob, it's not like that at all. Okay, really? Well, let me ask you to do something then. The next paycheck you receive from work, just sign the entire thing over to our ministry as proof of what you just said. Hello? Mm -hmm. Anybody still out there? (laughs) Oh, that's just not possible, Brother Bob. Well, I understand. Well, if you can't do the whole thing, how about half the paycheck then? I'd be good with that. That's okay, right? No? Well, now before you go click it off right now, let me share what the point I'm getting at. We are supposed to work. Yes, we are supposed to provide for our families. Yes, but we are also to be giving to the work of the Lord. Unfortunately, especially in this economic environment, we work and work and work and work and are barely making the ends meet on payday. It's not supposed to be like that. How great would it be? If you could have your own part-time job that you started, that added to your family budget and allowed you to still give to spreading the gospel with just a few short hours every week, maybe that would even grow to the point where all your needs are met and you could stop working for others and maybe possibly get to the point where you're hiring others because your business has grown so you can be a blessing like that. Amen. Well, my guest today has done just that. Mark Sias is a licensed nurse nurse practitioner who was, to put it bluntly, working himself to death. But one day, all of that changed. He authored a book titled A Golden Pen and is sharing his concepts with others. He's here today to share some of these concepts, some of these ideas, and all about his book with us. Amen. Mark and Grace Sias own and operate a small legal services and signing services business in Port Orange, Florida called Noble Notary and Legal Document Preparers. But it's not just about becoming a notary public, okay? You just just have to hear what Mark has to say and what he's about to share. Help me welcome to the program, Mark Sias. Mark, I am so blessed that you're here today to share some of your success concepts with our listeners today. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. That was uh, was quite an introduction there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the, in in our modern day, we still sow and reap, but uh, we can sow and reap differently than, yeah. uh, you know, th- than we are brought up to think anyways. So, Amen. Amen. Um, well, the first question I always start with, Mark, is other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Mark Sias? 
That is a, that is a complicated question, probably with a complicated answer. Um, so I think Mark Sias is still, he, he's a grown man that still has that little boy inside that has all the adventure that uh, wants to go out, you know, that curiosity that wants to go out and well, what would happen if I did this? And what would happen if this, if I did that? Um, and, you know, as we, we grow up into young adults, we do what we do. We, we, we meet, we meet a woman we fall in love with and we have kids and we have a family. And sometimes that, that, it, that little adventurer, he kind of, you know, he has to do the responsible things and that's okay. I would not say to not do that, but that, uh, that, um, that wild nature that's in you has, um, has a purpose. Um, you know, I got a little, little five-year-old son and, and he's six actually. And, you know, looking at him and, and that curiosity, his curiosity leads him to break a lot of stuff, but it's, um, it's, it's admirable, you know, to look at, you know, what is going through his head. And the truth is, it's, it's probably a lot of the same stuff that's going through my head. I wonder what would happen if, and, um, you know, that's kind of, that's some of Mark, Mark Sias is a grown man who still has that childlike curiosity. Um, you know, in this physical world, yes, I, I've been a, a registered nurse and now transitioned into a business owner. Um, but at the heart of it, I'm, uh, a man who loves my a father who loves his family, loves his kids, and um just is looking for looking for another adventure. His curiosity is leading him into another adventure. Amen. Amen. Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. You were getting burned out working in the medical field and wanted something different. Yes. How did you stumble upon becoming a notary? Man, that is a that is a pretty wild story. So um I had, um, fortunately, um, with one of the uh, jobs I had as the contract was up, they were giving me a bonus. So I had a little time and um, this idea um, that, well, maybe I could do something else with a little bit of bonus money and maybe it would actually work and I wouldn't have to go back to nursing. You know, that idea was in my head. And to be perfectly honest with you, I've always tried something or another, whether or not it uh, came to fruition. You know, I've tried the network marketing thing like everybody else. Oh, I've tried yeah. something yeah. that just couldn't seem to um, launch. But as I would do those things, you'd learn something. You know, there's something to be learned. And I liked the idea with like, so like the network marketing where you don't really have to, there's not a lot of money you've got to put up and you don't have to warehouse stuff. So it's not capital intensive. I like that. Um, but it's also, but it's market intensive, you know, it's time intensive. So especially on the front end, and I didn't like that at all. So I was always thinking, what can you do that can leverage both that, that not having to have a physical product, not being capital intensive, and what can you do that also isn't necessarily advertising intensive? In other words, it has some level of demand to it. And um, really, you know, to that idea had been floating around in my head for probably a while. But really, one day it was almost just like your story, how it was like, go start a podcast. I was <laughs> getting up one morning. It was like, go get a notary commission. And I was like, well, for what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, well, that doesn't. OK, sure. So. I did. Turns out they're pretty easy to get. Um, 
And what happened was I was just going through some kind of rudimentary steps to market that or to put myself out there. And uh, inadvertently, a um, and I was using this just to meet more people, you know, like meet more people. You use that extra service. You know, I had an insurance license and mm. um, insurance is great when you're selling to people, you know, yeah. um, eventually you run out of people, you know, and then you got to start selling to people you don't know and people who you don't know aren't necessarily going to buy from you um, unless you can increase the frequency in which you can get in front of people. And that was right. some of the thought process on that. <clears throat> and what I had did was like, I, so I started, I kind of added that to my Google listing that service and added it to some of the other places that I was advertising. And inadvertently I started getting these, like these attorneys and these title companies saying, well, can you go do this for me? And of course I just, when I found out what they were paying, I was like, well, yeah, I'll go do that. Sure. I mean, it can't be, it's not rocket science. Right? It can't be, it's not nursing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, sure enough, I kind of just stumbled back end into something. And then that same curiosity was like, well, what would happen if I just marketed directly to all these people? I was just more intentional about it. What would that lead to? And what that would lead to is an awful lot of business, so much so that I had to get my wife on board. I'm like, hey, you got to go get this notary commission because I got more work than I can handle. And uh, that's a that, good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. So that took right off. And uh, what we did from there was um, we, we would listen to, you know, we listen to our market, we listen to the people. And that's, a, I think that's a huge key is. is what are people telling you? What are people, what are people wanting? What are they needing? And that in itself has now actually become something of a ministry for us because it is something, what we are passionate about is uh, people passing on their, and this is biblical, passing on your generational wealth, you know, leaving the inheritance. And for a lot of people, and this is what the, like our audience or our customers were telling us is they want this kind of service but they don't want to go to an attorney and get fleeced and nothing wrong with attorneys, but it's usually people's perception is that if I want some kind of estate planning, that's for rich people. Um, and that's not really the case, especially not in Florida. It's definitely not the case in Florida. Um, but uh, so that has become like uh, basically one of our, one of our ministries is that we are able to show people how quickly, easily and affordably they can set up an inheritance for the next generation. And um, we started doing that. We started doing the legal document service and it's the uh, same thing. It's just been, it, it's complemented that business very well. They almost go hand in hand. You can really yeah. kind of meet one customer, find out they have a need over here and then offer them that on, we'll say the back end. Right. Um, Amen. Amen. And, and you have a quote I've used often from J. Paul Getty. Would you share, care to share it? I'd rather have 1% of 100 people than 100% of one person. Yeah, amen. Amen. So, I, I think uh, it's J.D. Rockefeller, he, he twisted a little bit. He said, I'd rather get $1 from 100 people than $100 from one person. Right, uh, right. So, amen, amen. Uh, as you began this business with your wife, you were really going to focus on Norway. As you, you said, the, all these other businesses kind of started spinning off of this. Yes. And you obviously are an advocate for multiple streams of income. Can you explain yes. for us some of the benefits of having these multiple streams of income? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so for example, you don't, um, and, and this can, I think a lot of nurses can relate to this. When you're, when you, when you're as a nurse and you're working in the hospital, it's a very grueling job. You're doing a lot of lifting. And I know it's probably for every other nurse, because it was always on my mind. What if I get hurt? You know, then what, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. So it would behoove me to secure something else to make sure there's some contingencies. And the same with our business, we came into it just before the whole world blew up. Mm -hmm. And um, but fortunately, when that did happen, interest rates dropped and we saw a massive influx in business. But, you know, the the warning bells were kind of going off like, hey, this isn't going to you're riding a wave. But that that wave is not going to don't be foolish, you know, and, and that's, certainly as the Lord's guidance there, don't be foolish, set some other things up. So that you have, if you find yourself in a, especially if the business model that you're using is very complimentary, meaning it's not very time intensive, it fits in with the services you're already offering. It's really no sweat, you know, it's no sweat to offer these other things. But then what happens is you find yourself with money coming from all directions and you don't really have to worry about, well, I didn't get, I didn't hit my quota on this or, or the market shifted and that's not, that's kind of drying up. Um, like for right now, for example, there, like I said, there's a big wave of people refinancing, but uh, what's happened is the interest rates have gone up. So people aren't doing that so much anymore. But fortunately, our business model offers not just business to business, not just servicing these title business or these lenders, but also is, is servicing the general public with very, very affordable services that are still, they're still going to be in high demand. They're always going to be, especially at Florida, everybody's moving to Florida, but um, <laughs> so they're still going to be there. Um, and what is neat, I think is again, as I st started one business, the eyes open that, wait a minute, there's other things like this that uh, don't require, they have perceived value. It seems like they would be really expensive and really hard to do, but they're not really once you kind of pull back the bill, like insurance. It's not as complicated as it sounds. Um, and uh, so what's neat, though, is once you learn how to market one business and brand it out and kind of build out a customer base and cross sell with it, you can do it again with another one, even quicker and again with another one and again with another one. And before you know it, you've got you've got you're in business you're you're the real deal you know amen amen in your book i mean you make a point of saying you do not subscribe to the the law of attraction but you firmly believe in the law of sowing and reaping and me too right but Absolutely. how important has your faith been in helping you to start your own business oh totally totally it's a it's a it, to, to leave one job and to go into that was a total leap of faith and um as long as you're sowing and reaping. Um, you know, you're, I don't think you're going to sit around and just attract things to you. I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but as long as you're sowing and reaping, as long as you're investing in yourself and investing in, uh, the bit, your business or your ideas and, and just the concept of serving other people. And I even say over serving, over delivering. That's one of oh, our yeah. mo models that we got into was I want you to be in this. You'll never go out of business if you do this. If you implement this one thing, you'll never go out of business. If you will exceed people's expectations, and that doesn't mean you bankrupt yourself. You don't come out of pocket. But if you will just exceed their expectations, they will tell somebody else. And that person will tell somebody else and tell somebody else. And you will become known as a business 
that over delivers on their service that that stands out your shot that's noble you know that's that's a noble thing to do um amen so but um i went off on a tangent there <laughs> amen amen i see where so, the name came from <laughs> yeah. so um but uh so the sowing yeah so the sowing and the reaping yeah the, the faith is definitely there i think just that first step like what would have happened if I didn't get a notary commission and I just dismissed that that whisper because that's what God does is he, he kind of whispers. Sometimes he slaps us in the face with stuff, but a lot of times it's just this whisper. It's like, hey, you should go do this. And uh, what would have happened if I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. all the other doors that opened wouldn't have opened. So, yeah. And one year later, you'd have been caught up in that pandemic stuff. You know, man, I dodged the bullet. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In your book, uh, a golden pen. You outline a few basic baby steps. You call it. Can you share some of those baby steps with us? So yeah. So like getting better every day. You know, um, I think that it's a it's a mistake to try to grow too quickly um, oh, yeah. and to come out of pocket. Now I did that initially with the insurance. Um, I was like, well, I'll just I'll buy my way out of this and. But I didn't have a foundation, so it didn't work very well. But once I went back and got the foundation, then you can build from there. You have you have an understanding of markets. You have an understanding of what it is you're trying to do and who you're trying to do it for and uh, how it works and why it works. Um, but baby steps can be um, start with just like the curiosity, um, the willingness to learn uh, the willingness to um, be receptive of what your what your market's telling you, what what people are telling you, uh, those are some baby steps. You know, you, you can start with uh, from a I guess from a general point of view. As long as you're always willing to learn, as long as you're willing to open your eyes up and and be curious about, about things, you can you'll find that you're gonna that's gonna compound it's a compounding interest, um, mm-hmm. and that goes that goes with everything mark that's the foundation that goes into marketing that goes into uh the customer service the ability to brand yourself it all kind of it's all kind of interrelated um as you market yourself you know you start with a a google listing you start with uh talent don't keep what you're doing a secret <laughs> um, amen yeah tell amen. people you know amen tell people what you're doing uh that's all mark all marketing really is is Tell everybody, mm-hmm. tell them yep. here, tell them there. Uh, the uh, neat thing, like the getting back to the J. Paul Getty, you know, the, the lever, what he's trying to say is leverage. You need leverage. And what the neat thing is, is in 2022, we've got so much leverage. Everything is leverage. The internet is leverage. Um, it, it's all leverage, you know? <laughs> so Amen. you have an abundance of leverage if you'll just pull that lever and uh, you can market yourself with, uh, any other, any number of avenues, whether it's social media to your, you know, go, your Google listings for a local service business, your Google listing, it's the modern day yellow pages now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's exactly. critical to getting in there and figuring out how to make sure that your listing comes up, that you're populated. So, yeah. I, I, as you're talking about that, I was thinking back when I was doing, when I started my insurance business way back in the mid eighties, and uh well, latter 80s and you know 
I didn't have, I didn't have a computer. I mean, computers were just, you know, really becoming popular at the time. I think uh, about a year in, I bought my first computer and man, I thought that thing was so high speed. It was a Tandy 186 (laughs) with the dial modem, you know, I I mean, oh man, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was just great. Right. But uh, yeah, the, the marketing that I did when I first started was get out the phone book, start at the A's and just call. Mm-hmm. You know? And I do 25 a night as I get off work and, you know, some nights zero. And I, I was averaging one appointment a week doing that. And I was averaging one sale a month by doing that. Mm-hmm. Right? But at the time I was still with the army and all that. So yeah. uh, this was, you know, just, extra income for the family that's all it was going to be you know and uh but that's why you know when i came back so what what do i got to do to go full time and the boss said see more people you know times 10 yep just you have a measurable how much time that's gonna take (laughs) dialing all these phone numbers you know and uh so he showed me you know he uses mailers you know yeah so he said let the postman do the legwork the work for you yep so, and, you know, I went and got my own little, uh, what it called bulk rate program at the time and stuff. Yep. It would cut it down to like, I don't know, it's like six cents for a postcard or something. It was, it was pretty cheap, but you had to have 200. So, you know, I'd make 200 postcards and just gave my phone number, you know, and check off this stuff and, and drop them off on Friday. And then Monday, the phone would start ringing. They're calling me and I'm sitting there making out the next stack. While I'm waiting for the phone to ring, yep. and I started getting like five appointments a week. Hmm. Well, if 200 does that, let me do 400. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> and I start to book 10 appointments a week. And yep. at 10 appointments a week, you're getting two, three sales a week. And all of a sudden, yep. this is a full-time gig. That's sustainable. <laughs> that is sustainable. Yep. And I, it's you know, know, exactly. But that, that you know, as you're going through that, I remember, boy, yeah. That really worked well for me back then. <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a, you have a measurable metric yeah. and you have, it's that same foundation that I have a foundation thing. Is it working or not? And then can I scale this? If it isn't working, scrap it. Yeah. Find something else. If it's working, just start dialing it up as best you can. Yep. Leverage it as best you can. Um, for sure. Yeah. Amen. But yeah, that was, that was a great tip. Now, what is a keystone habit? that you have in your book. Yes. Can you share a couple of examples? Yeah. So keystone habits are, um, so they're like, uh, it's a habit that the effects of it spill over into other parts of your life. Um, and uh, so a couple of them exercise and reading, those are big keystone habits. Um, if you exercise, you'll find that just that 20 minutes, the productivity your productivity is going to increase from that. Your focus is going to increase from that. Uh, your confidence is going to increase. So that simple keystone, and I'm not saying go go out and join the Olympics, you know, <laughs> but get some activity and it, it can be something you like doing. I like to swim. So um, for me, a keystone habit would be, and I do all kinds of stuff, but that would be getting up away from my desk for 10 minutes and doing some push-ups, and then come back and a little blood's flowing. Um, but that doing that discipline, one discipline begets another discipline um, in the simplest, simplest way to say that. Um, and 
another keystone habit would be reading. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's, I, I, I would say read the word of the Bible first. If you want some, some foundational success principles, it's littered with them. There's um, I think every, everything else is just a spinoff of that. <laughs> you know, exactly. there's nothing new under the sun. Um, yeah, my book is nothing new under the sun. My book just has, it's a condensed version of some of that stuff. Um, but uh the, the process of reading, you know, engages your mind. It engages your imagination. You can't help but read something in your imagination, expound on an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a, and just the, the idea that I'm going to get in the habit, if you're not going to read, I'm going to get in the habit of learning something new. I'm going to make it a point to learn something new. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We've been interviewing Mark Sias, author of A Golden Pen and a self-made successful entrepreneur who's been sharing with us some of these tips that he outlines in his book to help you become financially independent and successful. Each person has a unique skill set, folks, that you are more than able to share with other people. It could be anything from, I don't know, growing flowers to running a golf clinic. But God has given you a unique talent that you can turn into a residual income and eventually a full-time income, praise God. I urge you to get in touch with Mark Sias. Be sure to order his book, A Golden Pen, by dropping down to the show notes using the links right there. Amen. And this has only been part one of what turned out to be a great three-part interview. We're going in-depth on this subject. Praise God. So you will definitely want to come back for the next episode as we continue our discussion with Mark Sias. Amen. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org.
Join the Faith Casters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faith Casters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faith caster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.